All right. I love that video. My best part is that the fact that they, the wise men brought baby Jesus Jordans. Um, all right, I'll restore kids. Now it's your turn. I have a microphone in my hand. I know kids don't like talking into microphones. No one ever likes to do that. So here, I need some volunteers, some of our kids to come up here in a second. All right, go ahead and uh, just turn this off. There we go. Oh, I haven't even asked the question yet. I say, hang up here with me. Hang up. Stay here. All right, I'm going to ask a question. So I want you guys to use your imaginations. All right, I want you to imagine that Jesus was born here in Silver Spring, and he's about your age. All right, so let's, t- let's think about Jesus in that way. He's around your age. What would he look like? What would hit some of his favorite foods be? What kind of clothes would he wear? What would be his favorite subject in school? What do you think, Noah? I don't know. All right. Who, who, th- who thinks they know what Jesus would be like? All right, you stay here. You keep thinking. A star. He would be a star? His favorite color would be blue. <laughs> I would eat bread all the time. With Jesus? Or just you? Okay. He likes to get diapers. Still thinking? Noah, do you have one? Yeah. All right. Jesus is the light of the world. Wow. That's it. We're done. We're out of here. That's pretty. I, <laughs> I can't top that. His favorite, his favorite subject in school would be social studies. All right. You got another one? Mm-hmm. He does not like broccoli. <laughs> All right. I always love doing that. Never know what's going to be said. Oh, I forgot to ask. Tyler. Where's Tyler at? Would Jesus be a Trekkie or a Star Wars fan? That's what I was thinking. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Rogue One's out. He wouldn't care. He's like, eh. That's, that's nothing. All right, so whether you're an adult or child, I'm good? All right. Can I have another question? Yeah. Fire away. Uh, he does not like vegetables. Yeah. Broccoli, vegetables, anything green probably, right? Go ahead, Caleb. Shout it out, man. He might not like houses. He's just totally into the stables. He just was like, I'm... Am I good? All right. Okay. All right. So whether you're an adult or a child, the story is fun to imagine. Uh, what, what it's like to have Jesus near to us, sitting with us, being in his presence. And I've discovered this um, in a more serious manner. A spiritual discipline I've been practicing over the last couple of years is contemplative prayer, which is a prayer without an agenda. It's essentially like closing your eyes and imagining Jesus sitting with you in the room. What would he say? What would he look like? What would he smell like? What would his voice sound like? What, what color would his eyes be? And it's just this, this powerful imagining of what it would actually be like for Jesus to be sitting near to us. And there's a really great version of the incarnation and the, not so much the birth story, which is what Andy talked about last week, 
but the effect of the incarnation on humanity. And it's written by a guy named John, Jesus' uh, closest friend. He wrote a biography of Jesus. And I'm going to read the message version of John 1, which, is, like I said, is not the birth story. It's more about the effect of the incarnation on humanity. So John chapter 1, I'm going to read verses 14 through 18. I'm going to put it on the screen here. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father and like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. John pointed him out and called, this is the one, the one I told you was coming after me, but in fact was ahead of me. He, was all, he has always been ahead of me, has always had the first word. We all live off his generous bounty, gift after gift after gift. We got the basics from Moses and then this exuberant giving and receiving, this endless knowing and understanding. All this came through Jesus the Messiah. No one has ever seen God, not so much as a glimpse. This one-of-a-kind God expression, who exists at the very heart of the Father, has made him plain as day. I love that translation of what the incarnation means. C.S. Lewis, uh, regarding the nearness of God, C.S. Lewis was a longtime atheist and he became a Christian. He said this, If there is a God, we certainly don't relate to him as people on the first floor of a building relate to people on the second floor. We relate to him the way Hamlet relates to Shakespeare. See, that's the thing. Christianity doesn't have an argument for making the world better. We have a story. That's what we get into. Not a list of rules and, and laws and rituals, but a story. And the story is of God coming to us, of being with us, of walking with us, of demonstrating what an abundant life looks like. And when we believe in the thousands of the incarnation, it's miraculous and it's restorative. Still, 2,000 years later, that impact is not antiquated. The story is still being written and it's something we are invited to participate in. So heaven coming to earth in the form of a virgin birth of Jesus Christ is really good news. I mean, his name is Emmanuel in Hebrew, which means God is with us. You see, I, I'm guessing, guessing, everybody in here has been to some sort of a church service in, in the past. At some point in their life, maybe a religious service of some kind. And there's a, there's a pattern uh, that we see throughout religion, and that is that Christianity is an institution, but that's wrong. It's not an institution. It's not a building. It's not meant to be the centerpiece of our culture. It's a movement that was sparked by the birth of a new king. So it's a new politic. It's a new, completely new way of living. It is not one that seeks control or power. It is one that gives power away, that is subversive, that kneels and serves and is a mustard seed. These are all words we see throughout the New Testament that the effect of the incarnation has. So Christianity isn't some rule book religion. It's a faith-based philosophy of the most brilliant and holy order. Sky Jathini is one of my favorite authors. He said this about the incarnation and the effect of it. He said his plan to restore his creation was not to send a list of rules and rituals to follow, nor was it the implementation of useful principles. He did not send a genie to grant us our desires, nor did he give us a task to accomplish. Instead, God himself came to be with us, to walk with us once again, as he had done in Eden in the beginning. Jesus entered our dark existence to share our broken world and to illuminate a different way forward. 
So as I said, it's birth started a new way, a new plan. And it's a plan we have the opportunity to participate in. So I just want to spend a moment today recalling just the past year of the effect of the incarnation on Restore Church, on the people that make up this community, and what, how, how it sparked us to move. So here's a few things, and I think they're going to come up on screen. Um, one of the things we did in 2016 is we opened a new space called The Living Room. And we have some really big plans for its community use in 2017. We also took two mission trips to Athens, Greece. Fifteen people went on those trips and served hundreds, if not thousands, of Syrian refugees and Middle Eastern refugees, over ten of whom have become Christians. Uh, we started, uh, Restore Church members started a pro bono legal clinic that meets twice a month in the living room and offers free consultation to people who can't afford legal representation because justice is an effect of the incarnation. 800 plus members in uh, RC initiated community service meetup group, which has held 38 events in the past two plus years, serving our community, specifically downtown Silver Spring. We started a new church in Columbia Heights, Washington, DC. We had a new missional community launch. We had 700 plus Kid City children's, children's ministry lessons taught by Restore leaders. We had 3,500 people in total attendance in Sunday morning worship services, which was made possible by 700 hours of service by our team members. We had baptisms, we had childbirths, we had partnerships with local charitable organizations like A Wider Circle and Community Vision, who are, who are organizations that come alongside people who are homeless or in poverty and lift them out of there. And we gave away 50-plus uh, gifts to low-income families who had the opportunity to finally get a new home, and we helped them with some housewarming gifts. All of this happened, not because we like to slap a badge of honor on, but because we're inspired by the story of the incarnation, of God moving and coming from heaven to earth. So when we allow Christ to draw near to us, the natural effect of that, effect of that is we want to draw near to others. That is the, 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 the effect of the incarnation. So to personalize that, what is the effect that the incarnation is going to have on your life in 2017. Jesus drew near to humanity 2,000 years ago. He wants to continue to draw near to us. He wants to draw near to you now. And he wants you to draw near to others like he did. When this happens, when people let the incarnation snowball in their lives, God coming near, you coming near to others, this is when exponential amounts of restoration, of hope, of justice, of love, of truth, all of this starts to take place in the lives of others. It's just a natural byproduct of our faith in the incarnation. You will experience those things, and so will others, if you allow God to draw near to you. So, I dare you in 2017, I dare you, I double dog dare you, all right? I triple dog dare you. All the kids are like, huh? What's he going to do now? Triple dog dare you to let Christ draw near to you and you draw near to others. To, and let him invade your plans in 2017. See how he might change them, adjust them, tweak them, just maybe a little bit, maybe a massive amount. I don't know what that looks like, but I know when we allow Christ to draw near to us, it's going to cause us to want to draw near to others, and it's going to change us, and it's going to change them. You see, the incarnation is the best plan, the best philosophy. It is the best idea the world has ever seen. All right? And we get a chance to participate, to choose 
to participate in that in 2017. So let's pray, and then we're going to celebrate together with some more songs.